I heard a guy once say, blessed are the flexible, for they will not get bent out of shape. And I remember hearing that years ago, and I was a youth pastor, and I thought, man, that's like a, you know, like a dad joke of preachers. I don't think I'm ever going to say that. But now we live in that. Yes. How's everybody doing? Everybody's good? A little church in the ballroom. Y'all all right with that? Uh, shout out to everybody who helped to make this happen. And everybody who's flexing to do some things differently than what we normally do. Don't you know, we, we get, as much as we say we like things to be different, we really don't. We really don't. Am I right? Like young people all the time are like, oh, I just want change. I want things different. Then you change it on. They're like, well, why'd you do that? I think change is good sometimes. Amen. It's good. It's been a few weeks since we've been together in person, and I miss this. I'm not going to lie to you. I miss this. And I'm so happy to be here today, and I'm so glad that, that you came this morning and uh, working through all the bugs of doing church in a ballroom. How y'all like these chandeliers that we put up for you? They had a dance floor, but I didn't trust some of you. So we made sure we picked that up. Really, I probably would have got out there and broke it down a little bit. But not today. I got to preach, man. I got a message for you today. Let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14, I'm going to tell you a few things today. Some of y'all wondering what in the world's going on with the other building. Just hang tight, I'll tell you in a second, because it's going to be in the message today. Matthew 14, verse 22 through 33, familiar story. This is the story of Peter walking on water, and we will talk about that, but there's some other stuff in here that, that we need to talk about. Matthew 14, verse 22, it says, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. And after sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. And night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble. Look at your neighbor and tell them, you're in trouble. <laughs> that might be true. You might be telling them the truth. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. And about 3 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. Jesus, where have you been? And when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. And in their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Mm. And then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. <laughs> like, why does he want to answer that prayer? I got other things I want a yes for. But this is the like one of the most ridiculous prayer requests ever. Anybody ever served in kids ministry before? Or, or, or 
any type of childcare before. Kids come up with some stuff, y'all. And when you do prayer requests, they pray for some stuff. And as a parent, there's probably some stuff you don't want them to say out loud that they are praying for. And can you imagine little kid at Emerge Kids today? Hey, little Johnny, you got a prayer request? Yes, I'm gonna pray that I can walk on water. And the Lord's like, okay, let's do it. Let's do this. This is what's going on. And Peter's like, hey, if it's you, Lord, let me come walk on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. Yes, come on. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he, sh he shouted. And Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? And when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. Listen to this. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. You really are the Son of God. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for this day. God, so thankful together. So thankful, God, that you're working in the middle of some things in our lives. You never stop. We may struggle, but you never stop. Thank you. I pray today, Lord, in a few moments we got together. God, that it's not a preacher speaking, but I pray you, Holy Spirit, will be the one speaking to each of our hearts. I pray, Father, that we will be encouraged today, even in the middle of different things that we're facing in our lives. I pray, Father, that we won't lose sight of you. So, Lord, in this place today, speak. Let your word bring confidence. Let your word bring faith. Let your word bring hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Um, so I'm not one to be afraid of bad weather. Anybody in here, you're not afraid of bad weather. Let me see your hand if you're not afraid. I didn't want to call on the people who is. You know, I'd figure I'd call on the people who aren't afraid of bad weather. I have some family members who are afraid of bad weather. Like, all the time. Like, watching the radar. Um, my mom's probably watching this. My mom's one of those people. I mean, she doesn't just know the 10-day forecast. She knows the 14-day forecast. Like, she's got it down, man, just watching out uh, for the weather. And a few weeks ago, uh, when we were out, we were on a cruise. And uh, it was a great time for us, for our family, for some friends. And... Um, while we were on the cruise, we were heading back towards Port Canaveral. And so, you know, you sail at night. And we were at dinner, and there was a storm that came. And, uh, and I remember one of the guys sitting with us said, do y'all feel like the boat is leaning? <laughs> yeah. It was one of those storms. And, um, and so then we started hearing these booms, like... There was something going on on the boat. Come to find out it was waves slapping against the boat. And uh, I, I'm not doing it any justice. This sounds like any of y'all can make it through. I want you to know there was a, a look of concern on some people on the boat. One of them was my daughter. And, uh, and so 
The waves are crashing against the boat. We're in one of the shows, you know, with the music and everything. And it's a good time, man. It's a great show. And you still hear boom, boom, boom. And uh, you look out the windows of the cruise ship. I mean, it is storming, y'all. Like, it's one of those, it's a squall line. This isn't just a front. This is a squall line. This is like hurricane material. And I've never been out there on the seas during a storm. I've been uh, through a hurricane or two, but never in the sea. And so we went back to our room that night to to go to bed, which there was no one in my room going to bed because (laughs) it was storming. And even though the curtains were closed, you could see the flash from the lightning coming around. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, you could try to black that thing out, and unless you put foil over that window, you're going to see it. And, I mean, it was going. And there's these doors, uh, these sliding doors uh, on the balcony between each room. And if you've been on a cruise, you know what I'm talking about. Well, the the doors were rattling. And all I could think is, I'm not going to be able to sleep because I'm going to sleep. And uh, so I had the bright idea of going into the bathroom to get some towels, and I was going to shove it in there to try to keep at least my doors from rattling so that I can sleep. And, y'all, whenever I opened that door to go out there, I'm telling you, the rain wasn't coming down. It was coming across. And the wind was going. I made the mistake of looking over the side of the boat. You know what I'm saying? You see waves just going. And I was like, okay, we got a situation here. And, you know, what's interesting is there, there was no radar. There was no radar unless you wanted to pay the outrageous Wi-Fi fee on the boat. And we were not. We were not. And so there was no radar to pull up. There was no channel on the TV. We're going through the channel. And they could tell you where you're at in the sea. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so we're that far. But I don't know what the weather looks like, and you don't know how long this is going to last. All you know is that we're in the middle of a storm, and it is not good. I tried to go on the balcony, and the rain is going sideways. Somebody better help here. And so I went in and did what every good husband does. I went to bed. (laughs) And Cynthia stayed up, and Ella Pearl and my niece stayed up. Well, my niece went to bed. They stayed up and worried about the weather, and I went to bed. Um, so that was the same Sunday, a few weeks back, when in service, the week that we were out, if you notice, one of the air conditioners was not working. Now, for all of you who are a little bit you know, disturbed by the climate of the room over there, you were probably like, oh, finally it feels good because we like it cold in church. Okay, because if it's warm, you're going to go to sleep. All right, so we kind of keep it cool, and I sweat, and I don't like to sweat. And so, anyway, it was warm that day in service, and everyone was trying to figure out what's going on. We knew that we had weather the night before, and, uh, and so we had talked to the Autumn Museum, and they were going to come and fix the air conditioner. Um, but what they found out was it wasn't the air conditioner. It was a problem with the power. And so the following week when we were trying to get things set up for church, we noticed the room going crazy. Like the lights would come on and then they would dim and then they would come on full power and then they would go out and then the emergency lights would come on and there was like this little beep going from this alarm and then there's this buzz that's going. All this is going on, y'all, in that room over there. And guess what? It's still happening. I went in there this morning to get some things and it's still happening. It's just crazy what happens because of a storm. It's crazy what's happening because of a storm. 
Um, so we did find out that the storm caused some damage to the electrical system over there. And we are uncertain when it's going to be fixed, which is why we're in here. Because we have one of these values as a church, whatever it takes. And that's just what we're doing. Amen. And so we would love to stand up here today and say, hey, we're going to be back on this day and time. We don't know. So we need you to pray so that we do know. Amen. So then last night, I'm sitting in the house trying to finish up some things for today. And it starts storming again. And my computer was like on 5%. Five. You know, because, you know, you just don't always get the charger out. The lights went out. Thankfully, only 20 seconds. <laughs> so it came back on. And then uh, Jay texted me right after it. Your power out? I said, went out for 20 seconds, and now it's back on. He said, mine's out. All I can say is what's going on with these storms, y'all? Now, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about some weather stuff, but I want to talk about storms in your life. What's going on with some storms? Like, I've, I've seen weather before, but sometimes you just ain't never seen weather like that. And I've seen storms in my life personally, but sometimes, like, where did that come from? And how did that happen? And this story right here, obviously, is the story of Peter walking on water. And we love it, and we're going to teach the kids the story. And it's like one of the hallmark stories in the New Testament because no one's been able to do that except for two people, Jesus and Peter, which is pretty awesome, okay? But there's so much more in this story than just Simon Peter walking on the water out to Jesus. I want to draw your attention to this. Jesus has told the disciples, I want you to go to the other side of the lake. And then they ran into a storm. The last time I checked, God is the creator of all of this. All of the heavens and all of the earth. All of the people. He created it. He's all-knowing. He is all-powerful. And Jesus is God in the flesh. And he says, hey, I want you to go to the other side of the lake and I will meet you there. He had to know <laughs> that there was a storm coming. But he still told them to go even though there was a storm. And I know you're hearing this, and some of you, you have a problem with that. And it's one thing to have a problem with people. It's another thing to have a problem with Jesus. Am I right? Anybody ever been there before where it's like, I got a problem with Jesus right now? I know you don't want to wave at me, but you do. You've been there before where it's like, God, I don't understand why you just ain't doing it. I don't understand what's taking so long. Amen? Like... Like I read earlier, he's, it was a quick yes for the walking on water thing. What about the other stuff? Like, Jesus, why were you so quick for this walking on water stuff? What about the other things in my life? And so I'm looking at this story, and I'm thinking, he tells them to go, and they're going to go do what he said because they want to be good followers of Jesus. Amen? Be a good follower of Jesus. And as they're going to do what he tells them to do, they ran into a storm. Now, they were heading to the next city for a ministry crusade. But they were also coming out of a miracle. They were leaving the feeding of the 5,000, y'all. Like, they just witnessed Jesus pull out this miracle when everybody was hungry and hangry, okay?
okay? And they needed some food, and Jesus makes it happen. He feeds 5,000 and stocks up all of the disciples with 12 baskets full of leftovers. Okay, this is good. They're going home with country crock butter containers full of leftovers. We had a butter container at the house, and it was getting close to the end. And it was a debate for me personally. Does it go in the dishwasher? Does it go in the garbage? <laughs> dishwasher? Garbage. It went in the garbage. Because we got all that Rubbermaid stuff. How many of y'all got a messy rubber Rubbermaid cabinet? All right. It ain't just us. So these disciples, man, they, they're, they're heading to the next crusade. They're coming from the last crusade, which was so awesome. All I could think is they have to be fired up. And when they get on this boat, they probably thought this was going to be more like a cruise. You know what I'm saying? Because you're, fi listen, when you see a miracle and Jesus feeds 5,000 and that's just the men, and let me just say this, if 5,000 men show up at church, there's going to be twice as many women and kids. Uh, maybe I'm taking a shot at the guys, but I'm just saying, if 5,000 men show up, there's a lot more women showing up. And so it wasn't just 5,000 people. It was thousands and thousands of people. And if you're on Jesus' team and he just works this miracle, man, you're leaving from there feeling pretty good about this operation that you're a part of. Am I right? Like, you're feeling pretty good. Like, hey, this Jesus guy. This stuff works. Let's go, Jesus. Let's go to the next crusade. We ready. Get on the boat. This is going to be like a cruise. And they're heading over to the other side. And now they run into a storm. And I, I just thought of this. Have you ever been motivated to do something for God? And as soon as you take the step to go into it, it seems like all hell breaks loose. Like, like, I'm going, like, let's take a person that says, I'm going to change my language. Let's just use that for an example. I'm no longer going to use profanity. Let's just use that for an example. As soon as they say that, they walk away and they're passing by their bed in their bedroom and their pinky toe catches the corner. And this ain't even at night. At night, you can't say it out loud. You wake people up. During the day, you can say it out loud. I'm talking about during the day, you walking by, but you just sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered you. And you've, you're like, Jesus, I'm changing. I'm not going to use that language anymore. And you pass by the corner of your bed, and you catch your pinky toe on there, and you feel like your whole inside has been ripped out of your pinky toe in that room, and as soon as you thought you were no longer going to use those words, you now have an opportunity to use those words. Come on, am I talking to anybody in here today? I'm just trying to get close to the Lord, trying to live right, and my pinky toe want to catch the edge of the bed. Isn't it something? You decide that you're going to fast. And this person never calls you to go eat lunch. 
And they weren't, hey, it's been a while. Let's get together and let's have lunch. I was thinking we could go eat some barbecue. <laughs> what is going on? Am I right? They were just doing what Jesus told them to do. And they ran into a storm. And can I be honest? That's, man, that's what I feel like right now. We're just trying to do what God told us to do as a church. That's all. Just trying to build a church. And we ran into a storm. Come on. And, and, and you know, we're not immune to that. If it happens to us personally, it's going to happen to us corporately. I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm just trying to bring some reality to, to what you walk through individually, but also corporately. And that's why I say I got enough of these storms. Now, when you look at the disciples, the one thing they wanted more than anything was, I just want to get out of this storm. Same thing we want to do when we're going through it. I just want to get out of this. I, want to, I, don't, want, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I just want to get out of it. But God always has a way. And God always has a purpose. And he always has something that he wants you to get out of the storms that you run into. We want to get out, but there's something that he wants you to get out of the storm. And that's what I'm going to title the message today, Get Out of the Storm. Get out of the storm. I remember as a kid, um, and it's amazing how things change as we get older. When I was a kid, and it would rain, my brothers and I, we loved to play football. We lived on family land. All my cousins lived right there around us. And if it was raining, we were like, we're going to play mud football. Let's go play. And you would go out there, and you never told anybody if it was lightning. You never worried about that. You just went out there, and you played, and you got muddy, and you laughed, and you had fun. And as you get older, it changes. You don't want to go in the rain anymore because it's dangerous. What used to be fun now seems dangerous. Oh, I don't want to get wet. You know what I'm saying? This morning it was raining. And some of you thought, I ain't going to church today. I ain't getting out there in that rain. I know, man. It's amazing how things change and what is it? I think when you're a kid, you have faith like a kid, and you just believe the best about everything. You believe you can go stand in the middle of a lightning storm and never get struck by lightning. Get out of that weather. Get out of that storm. You're going to get struck by lightning. It lightning over there. It was 30 feet from you, son. Get out of the weather. Get out of the storm. We're going to be all right. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? We want to get out of the storm, but he wants you to get something out of the storm. And I want to share three things that you can get out of a storm. Three things you can get out of of a storm. And this is one of those messages that you don't just preach, but you live. So I'm not just speaking something to you today that one day we're going to live. I'm speaking this message to you because this is what I'm living right now. Amen. This is where we're at. Three things you can get out of a storm. Number one is a step you never knew you could take. A step you never knew you could take. And I've officially declared Peter as one of my favorite people in the Bible. Seriously. Um, probably because I can relate to the guy. 
he's an emotional person, and he's a talker, and that's me too, okay? And when I get to heaven, I plan to go see old Peter and say, man, I learned so much from you. And we talked about you at church so much, amen? Like, I'm about to tell the guy, we talked about you a lot. He's going to be like, I know, I heard, and some of them stories you didn't tell, right? Um, so we all know this story about Peter walking on water. But I want you to know this is something he never knew he could do. Peter didn't have training, y'all, to walk on water. Peter didn't have an internet search to find steps for how to walk on water, to be courageous in the middle of a storm when the waves are coming and you're trying to walk on water. He had none of that. He had no research. He had no resources. He had none of it. But he took a step that he never knew that he could take. And it happened in the middle of a storm. And what's so crazy about it is he was never able to take that step anywhere else except in the middle of that storm. And I believe that storms cause us to take action that we never took before. We learn things in a way that we don't normally. It's like, I've got to learn this. I'm, I'm in the middle of something right now. I've got to learn this lesson. I've got to figure this out. I can't stay like this forever. And yes, I want to get out of this storm. But while I'm in it, i got to get something out of it. Because this thing is going to take me out. And so in the storm, you learn some things that you never knew that you were going to learn. You take some steps you never knew that you were going to take. You do some things you never thought you were going to do. I can remember years ago when we were living in Louisiana, it was Tropical Storm Allison. It just rained and rained and rained for days and days and days, and it never stopped. And during Tropical Storm Allison, I learned how to sandbag a house. And you know how I learned to sandbag a house? It was standing in water about a foot and a half deep, and we had shovels, we had bags, and we had sand. And all we knew is if we don't put a sand wall around this house, it's going to flood. I didn't know how to do it, but I learned... And I learned it in the storm. I didn't know that people could work together like that. I also didn't know that an eel can come and slime around your leg while you're trying to sandbag a house. But I learned that that <laughs> night. I learned that. That wasn't fun. I love what Peter said. He said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come out on the water. It's like this. Lord, if it's you, tell me to take a step. Lord, if it's you, tell me to take a step, if that's you. And sometimes in the storms of life, we're like, Lord, is that you? Is that you? And it's almost like, if that's you, tell me to take a step. And I want you to know that in the storm, the thing that you can get out of it is a step. It's a step that you're supposed to take. And y'all, this storm that we have gone through, listen, as a church, I'm not trying to turn us into a victim, by the way. I'm just trying to tell you what happened. The storm that took out the power in that building and the unpredictability about the electricity in that building has put us in a place as a church where it's telling us, hey, you've got to take a step. And listen, for us, it can't just be, oh, you just need to go buy a building. That's not how it works, y'all. This takes people sacrificing and giving. It takes people taking steps so that a church can take a step. Amen? And so the, the storm is saying, you got to take 
a step. You got to take a faith step. We got to take a step. We got to take a risk, but it's a risk that is worth taking. Can I get an amen? amen? And so I had to start the storm. It may have taken out our electricity, but we still have power. We still have the power of the Holy Spirit. And it may not be over there in that building, but it's right here in this place today. And listen, we've done church all over. We've done church in a school cafeteria twice, two different locations. We did it in a movie theater. We did it in a banquet hall. I mean, we just keep going. We did it in a strip mall that used to be an internet cafe. And who knows what the world they were doing in there, right? Sketch. And now we're in a ballroom with chandeliers. And this is the point I want to make. No matter what storm we may have faced, we keep going. We keep stepping. And it's not because we're looking at the conditions. It's because he said, go. He said, go. And I got to go, y'all. We got to go. Look at your neighbor and say, we got to go. Now, don't leave. Okay, don't leave. So what step do you need to take? The storm that you're in right now, what's it speaking? What's it showing you? What step do you need to take right now? And here's the question I want to ask you. What are you waiting for? Are you waiting for the rain to stop? Are you waiting to where you don't hear any more thunder because now it will be safe? Listen, when you're in the middle of the sea and you're in a boat and the boat is rocking and it is storming, you can't wait for it to get good before you do something. You got to do something before it gets worse. Amen? It's storming. You better get out of the storm. Or should I say, you better get something out of the storm. Here's the second thing, okay? The, the, the first one is a step that you never knew you could take. You can get that out of a storm. But number two is a closeness to Jesus like you never had. A closeness to Jesus like you never had before. I'm always blown away how spiritual people can get so quickly whenever things start going bad. I mean, they can go from heathen to holy. And one phone call. You know what I'm saying? They can go from crazy to Christ-like in a hurry whenever a storm hits. Whenever all hell breaks loose and you, you just living your life the way you want to live it, carefree, careless, doing the things you want to do, saying the words you want to say, reacting to all the things you want to react to, Holding the grudges you want to hold, you know, all those things. You, it's all, yeah. But then when something happens, all of a sudden, I got to get right with the Lord in a hurry. And we're going to pray. I don't believe in speaking in tongues, but we're going to do it because it's bad right now. It's really bad. I want you to see something in this story that we're so familiar with. Because we all think that Peter stepped out of the boat to see if he could walk on water. But really, the step out of the boat was to get closer to Jesus. Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come to you, is what he said. He didn't say, Jesus, if it's you, let's see if I can walk on water. He said, if it's you, tell me to come. And Jesus said, yes, come. Fast answer. Yes, come. 
Yes. And we see that he was actually stepping to get closer to Jesus. And this is what I know about storms. Storms make you pray. They make you pray. They make you seek God. And no doubt in the storm, the one thing that we want more than anything is peace. Just want it to stop. If you've ever been through a hurricane before, and you hear the wind, and you can hear the, I mean, it's like a roar, man. I mean, it is happening. And you're just waiting for the moment where you don't hear all that anymore. You just want, you want peace. And I felt like the Lord wanted me to tell you, stop waiting for peace. I've heard people, and I've even said this before, I don't do anything unless I have a peace about it before I do it. And y'all, I want you to know, in my pursuit of the Lord and stepping into the things that the Lord has asked me to do, there hasn't always been peace there. I wish I could tell you otherwise. I wish I could give you a guarantee today that if the Lord tells you to do something right now, that you've got to change so much in your life, that there's going to be this peace, that everything is going to be fine. You're not going to have to worry. You can sleep in peace. You can eat in peace. Your kids will leave you alone so you can be in peace. And I want you to know that is just not how it goes. If Jesus is with these people in the flesh and he tells his disciples, hey, go on the other side of the lake and I'll meet you there. And he is God and he knows all these things and allows them to go into a storm. I'm not Peter and I'm not John and I'm not Matthew. I'm not Bartholomew. Who names that disciple? Anyway, I'm not any of those guys. I didn't run with Jesus, one of the original 12. I'm a few generations later. You know what I'm saying? And so are you. We're a few generations later. If he didn't do it for them. And I think sometimes this is the condition of our prayers. The conditions of our prayers is more of Jesus, make it all go away so I don't have to worry. But yet I have found Jesus always puts us in the place and he, he won't let it go away. But he will always put you in the place that you've got to trust him completely. He will always put you in the place that you have to draw closer and closer and closer. And so instead of going after peace, the lesson is go after the Prince of Peace. Go to the one from which peace flows. Because peace isn't just feelings, y'all. Peace is a person. And that person is Jesus. And that's why it's so important that we get close to him. I want you to recognize when Peter saw Jesus, he didn't say, Jesus, hey, Jesus, stop the storm. He didn't say that. I wonder why he didn't. He said, Jesus, if that's you, tell me to come on the water with you. Yes, come. He didn't ask to stop the storm. He asked if he could come close. The calm that you and I look for in the storm, it only comes with closeness. To him, y'all. I'm not going to lie. I have some freak out moments. Anybody else? I do. I try not to do them publicly, though. And those moments remind me, I got to get to Jesus. I got to worship in this storm. 
I got to seek him. I got to get his word in me. You know what the storm's telling you today? It's time to get close to Jesus. That's what it's telling you today. You've been wanting to get out of it, but there's something you need to get out of it. And today the Lord's speaking. He said it's time to get close. Here's the last one, the last thing, number three, to get out of the storm. It's a revelation of Jesus that you really need it. It's so easy for Jesus to become common to us. Sometimes our prayers can be as routine as the blessing that we pray before we eat our food. We, we become so comfortable with our knowledge of Jesus and all that we've learned about him. But in the storms, that's where you really get to know him. That's where the lessons that you learned in church come alive. Because there is stuff that you have heard, but you hadn't seen yet. There, there are messages that you have heard. There are passages you've read in scripture and it's in the bank. It's in your spiritual bank. You just never cashed in on it yet. But when there's a storm, you start cashing in on it really quick. You know what I'm saying? You, you go through all of your notebooks with every sermon you ever took notes from, every journal you ever wrote stuff. Let me find that. Oh, there it is. Look at that verse. Oh, that verse in Psalms touched me. You're just going through, just trying to find anything. And you realize this, even though you're in a storm, he was there all along. And I know in this story, it looks like Jesus was on the hill praying there in the middle of the boat by themselves. But I think Jesus was positioned perfectly to see them the entire time. him differently when you're in a storm. You worship differently when you're in a storm. You pray differently when you're in a storm. You begin to listen for his voice when you're in a storm. And you start saying, Lord, is that you? Is that you? I, I heard Pastor Wade say that, but Lord, was that you that was saying that? And I, I heard what that guy said, but was that you? I, I, is that you, Lord? Are you trying to tell me something? How many of you ever said that before when you're in the middle of those situations? It's like, God, are you trying to tell me something? And now all this is, it's you. This is you, the person that God made you to be, the creator who created you into the utmost details of your life. He knows your mind. He knows your heart. He knows your desires. He knows your fears. He knows everything. But there's something that he's put in you that when you're in that place that makes you recall it makes you remember. It makes you look back to the one that you know. He is the only one who can save me. They can help me, but only he can save me. Amen? Only he can turn this thing around. And so it puts you in a place. You begin to seek God. And you got this bank of spiritual knowledge that you've learned. you got this bank of lessons that you learned in your life. And all of a sudden, it begins to come together. And you start to realize things you never realized before. And the most important thing you realize is Jesus is so much better than I thought he was. Don't reduce Jesus to normal. Don't reduce Jesus to natural. He is supernatural. Amen? He is so much more. There was another miracle when Jesus 
fed 4,000. There's one where he fed 5,000. There's one when he fed 4,000. And the disciples were hung up on that one. And it says they couldn't understand how he was doing it. But now he's feeding 5,000. And they're still trying to wrap their mind around who this man is. Say something that's powerful. Sometimes we believe the miracle will convince us of who he is. But y'all, I found it's the storms that convince us of who he is. Because in the storm, you see him operate in ways you didn't look for him to operate when it was normal. Some of y'all like, I'm going to find me a storm to get into. Now, let's not go do that. saw Jesus stretch out his hand to do miracles for so many people. I need you to hear this today in a very personal way. He saw Jesus stretch out his hand to do miracles for so many people. But now he sees Jesus stretch out his hand to save him. It's one thing to see Jesus touch somebody else's life and clap and applause and say, man, God is incredible. He can do the impossible. Nothing can stop our God. It's one thing to have a reaction to what he does to somebody else. But when he stretches out his hand to touch you, when you're sinking in the storm and he reaches out his hand when you're calling out and he grabs you and you know you were going down and yet he pulls you right It goes from this usual casual relationship with Jesus to a personal relationship with Jesus. And after you come out of that storm, you don't look at Jesus the same. You don't treat him the way you used to treat him. Now you want to be with him. You want to be close to him because you've experienced him. Instead of a corporate expression, you've experienced him in a personal way that you just cannot shake. verse said this, you really are the son of God, they exclaimed. You really are the son of God. And this was a revelation. This was the revelation because everyone thought he was a teacher. Everyone thought he was a prophet. They were wondering, could he be the Messiah? But the storm showed them exactly who he was. This it's not just a religious figure. This is the Son of God. Some of you right now, you're looking back through some of the storms you've been through and you've been trying to get redemption because you just feel like it was setbacks for you over and over. But now you're realizing, wait a minute, I know him in a way now that I didn't know him before. I thought I walked in something that I never was able to walk. I took steps I never took before and I know him now. I don't just know him as the God that we sing to at church, but I know him as the one who is with me. And whether it's sunshine or storming, he is with me. There's something to get out of this storm, and it's a new revelation of who Jesus is. So what storm have you been facing? What storm have you been walking through? 
And what step are you taking? Is it a step to get closer to Jesus? Or are you stepping away? Because I've seen people go through storms and walk away from the Lord. I've seen people go through storms and walk away from church. Seen it. What step are you taking? Maybe you're not stepping, maybe you're just stopping. It's almost ultimatum. I'm not doing nothing else until, but he already told you to go. Today, my encouragement is, let's get something out of this storm. Let's take a step. Let's get closer to Jesus. Let's let him restore our faith to the place that the storms no longer freak us out. Just like those children that could go run. Some of you, you have little kids, it was raining earlier. They would have ran through the rain all over the place, but you were worried about their clothes getting dirty, their hair getting wet. And so many times, those are the things that we're worried about in life. How we look. Think of that. But there's more to it, y'all. There's something God's trying to show you today. And I pray you'll see it. Father, thank you that you're speaking all across this room. Thank you that you're reminding someone of what you told them to do that maybe they're hesitant to do now because they're in a storm. God, I pray for the person where it's storming in their life and they're just stopping. They're not taking steps. They're not doing anything with it. I pray for the person who's walking away from you of this storm. Pray today they will call out to you. If you're here today and you're going through a storm, I want you to step out of your seat. I want you to come stand up here in the front. I just want to pray over you today. Maybe it's something going on with your health. Maybe it's something with your marriage. Something with your kids. Maybe it's something personal. And you're going through a storm in your life. I want you to step out of your seat this morning and I want to pray with you today. Thank you, Father. As you come down, I just want you to stand right there and just begin to lift your hands and begin to worship the Lord. standing right there worshiping, I want you to think of this. You just took a step to get closer to Jesus. You took a step just now. You could have stayed in your chair. You could have said, you know what, pray this week. We're going to figure this out. We're going to be okay. But you took a step.
whatever your storm is, I can't stand up here and solve that for you. I can't stand up here today and try to be Jesus and say, peace be still. That's not what I'm able to do. But what I can do is to help you connect with him. And I'm going to come to each of you. It's just going to be for a second. As your hand is raised, I want you to think about Peter who's sinking. And Jesus reached out his hand. And when he reached out his hand, he touched Peter in the middle of the storm. He touched him in the middle of the storm. And today as I walk in front of you, I'm just going to grab your hand. And I want you to think about Jesus grabbing Peter's hand as he was sinking in the storm. And this is the reassurance I want to give you. The Lord is saying, I got you. I got you. He pulled him up. And he was standing firm again. And he was standing firm on water. A place where he was supposed to be sinking, he was standing. Because the hand that had touched so many was now touching him. He's touching you today. He's getting you. He's grabbing you by the hand.
from all across this room, let's lift our hands. Thank you, Father. Come on. For you, you needed this today. service today it's moments like this right here y'all these are the moments right here this is why you gather to have church this is why you can hear sermons anywhere this morning we told the team this yes today we're going to go do church but we're here to have church and you can't get this anywhere else there's a dynamic that takes place whenever we come together as the body of believers. We worship, we hear from the Lord, and we minister this right here. I don't have an answer to every single thing that you're walking through, but I do know this. You're walking out of here today with some hope you didn't have when you got here. You're walking out of here with some more faith. That, that my friends, that's why we come together. Amen. That's why. Let's never forsake this opportunity to come together to worship. Amen. Never forsake it.